It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. In today's episode, we're going to focus on the upcoming 63rd Grammy Awards in a conversation with the husband and wife team of Gene and Marcus Baylor, otherwise known as The Baylor Project. Their single release, Sit On Down, has been nominated for a Grammy in the category of Best Traditional R&B Performance. Why don't you go ahead and sit, sit on down Take a break from the hustle and grind And simply shit Take a nap, grab a book, watch some HBO Got your Netflix and the way to go Say a prayer to the world of faith And just sing Gene and Marcus, thanks for joining us today. Oh. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thank you for having us. Well, it's a pleasure to uh, be in your company because this is not your first time. Uh, it ain't your first rodeo, as we say <laughs> sometimes. Uh, this is your third Grammy nomination and also the second nomination in that category for Best Traditional R&B Performance. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into some of that uh, in a little bit. But what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about each of you first, just to kind of set the stage for some of our mm -hmm. listeners. Jean, of course, the lovely lady that we are speaking with was a uh, diverse vocalist. And she is uh, a person who was first introduced to jazz back at Temple University, studying vocal performance uh, as a major. And she happens to also be one half of the dynamic duo of that wonderful group that we all know and love called Janet. That's me. That is definitely you. And of course, Marcus. What an illustrious introduction. Yeah, yes. Uh, a talented <laughs> drummer, widely recognized uh, as a former member and drummer of the Grammy Award-winning Yellow Jackets, and also for his work with Cassandra Wilson and Kenny Garrett. Humble, really. 
So, well, yeah. you both are very accomplished artists. And as always, let's start ladies first. Jean, tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, you're the daughter of a pastor. In fact, you both are children of pastors. So, we are. Isn't that something? <laughs> Um, I I would love to chalk it up as a coincidence, but I don't know. <laughs> I grew up in South Jersey, um, just a few minutes from where we actually live now, um, outside of Philadelphia. And I grew up in Second Baptist Church of Morristown, New Jersey. And uh, that was really where I started to experience music for the first time, singing lots of hymns mainly, um, and then, you know, kind of branching out after that once uh, I started school and getting exposed to other different styles of music. But I did not, uh, I came up in the era of the emergence of hip hop and um, classic R&B. And it wasn't really until I uh, went to college that um, I ended up majoring in jazz just because I needed to pick a major. I was a student athlete actually at Temple. I played lacrosse there. And uh, the third year and they said, listen, you got to pick a major. I was like, all right. <laughs> and uh, because I was always involved in music, my parents encouraged me to go into music. And I think they were thinking more along the lines of education. Um, but I went to the school of music and I, I had the option of classical and jazz. And I, I didn't know anything about uh, I actually experienced more classical than jazz, but I didn't think I'd be much of an opera singer. So I said, well, jazz sounds like fun. And hey, I'll do that. <laughs> and, and I didn't know anything. <laughs> they were in class and I didn't know. I was like, why do they keep calling this guy bird? Did he look like a bird? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know anybody, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> so I had a lot of catching up to do. And I, now I still feel like I have a lot of catching up to do, but um yeah, I know who Bird is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you started studying jazz, but how did you end up with this incredible, sultry R&B genre? Where, where did oh, that uh, come wow. from? Well, you know, while I, that also emerged out of uh, Temple, my time at Temple University, my singing partner in the group, Renee Newville, she is an incredible singer, songwriter, producer, arranger, and that's where we met. We were friends, we were roommates, and um, it just kind of came out of a common experience that we shared with music. And um, we, you know, we're the same age, so we kind of experienced a lot of the same music, but then also different influences as well. Um, but that's how we had gotten together. We were doing um, talent shows and just really having fun with music. And I think that just, it was just a collective effort of some of our shared musical influences. So I'm still a lover of R&B. <laughs> um, but at that time I was listening to a lot of Anita Baker and there were hints of jazz influences because she had listened to a lot of Sarah Vaughn. So I, it's interesting how I kind of came to certain uh, jazz vocalists through uh, vocalists at that time. I veered off subject. <laughs> yeah. back into but you know what? The listeners may know Renee. Renee was the, uh, is the lead singer in Roy Hargrove, R.H. Factor. Uh, yeah. So that's who Renee Nuba was that formed Jeanne, Jean and Renee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. So, Marcus, I have to ask you, how did you meet your wife? And then I'm going to ask Jean if you got it right. 
<laughs> well, you better tell the long story. What you checking? Check these sweet potatoes. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to tell the long story. But so it's crazy. It's like a jazz marriage because at the time, Gene was doing a showcase in New York City for uh, ASCAP. And I think it was maybe a Monday night I was playing at the Zinc Bar with guitars Ron and Fief. And a good and a good mutual buddy of ours by the name of Orrin Evans came down to the zinc bar and said, uh, I think, yeah, Gene asked, hey, do you know any drummers? And actually, the drummer that Gene had called first, he must have, you know, he dropped out or whatever happened. And so he referred me just by seeing me play, you know, Monday night at a jam, you know, at the jam session. But Orrin and I are good friends. And Orrin was the person that introduced me to Gene. That's how it all happened. So that's fantastic. Yep. So th it wasn't uh, from Temple University or some other uh, setting. No. Well, well, Orrin, well, Orrin and Gene, I think, knew each other from Temple University. But later on, I met Orrin in New York on a jazz scene. I attended the new school in New York City. And so that was my, you know, education, you know, education and moving to New York from St. Louis. I'm from Ferguson originally. Ferguson, Missouri. And so moving from New York to, uh, you know, to St. Louis, I attended the new school and that's where things started taking off for my life and my career and all that stuff. That's a great story. And of course, met Gene through Mr. Orrin Evans of <laughs> The Bad Plus. And also Orrin is nominated for a Grammy for a Big Band album. Yeah. That's right. So, he yeah. did pretty good. He 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 missed the fact. Did you tell him like no we didn't when we met? It's like the day we met. It was in September, <sighs> the year two thousand. It was on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, he was. Did you tell him how I needed no, a drummer? Yeah, I did say that <laughs> okay. part. I thought you was about to go to that other crazy oh my part. Gosh. And. <laughs> Yeah. We met actually in front of the Blue Note because we needed a spot where both of us knew. So we said, oh, oh, we'll just meet in front of the Blue Note. And so it was a Tuesday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, 4.30. <laughs> he was late, but he wasn't that late. So I just waited about 10 minutes. But he was walking up and... And I just have to tell you this because um, here we go. He's, <laughs> I kept looking for like a guy with like a lot of tattoos. Just, I don't know why. I was looking for like lots of earrings or something. And and so he just this super clean cut guy walking the street and like, oh, that's probably not him. But as I'm looking, I see him reach in his pocket and give this homeless guy some change. And I'm like, oh, that was so nice. And so he's coming up and he comes up to me and I'm like, oh, that's him. And I'm like, oh, hi. Come to find out months later, <laughs> he admitted it. He saw me looking at him. And no. all of a sudden, the spirit of his charitable nature came out. <laughs> well oh done, sir. Oh I am charitable. Though. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. I, right? I am charitable. That's right. I'm charitable. I love these stories. They're they're always great, uh, especially when you talk to duos and and people that uh, have a connection uh, on the household side of things. Uh, besides yes. music, you know it's funny. One of the songs on our upcoming album, it's called "Happy to Be with You." And we put a little intro out front, and it's actually just various couples that we know, family uh, members and friends of different ages and generations, um, just kind of just give, giving us a little tidbit of whether it's how they met or how they knew that they loved the other person. And it's really funny because some of the stories, they kind of crack you up. So <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you'll enjoy that, I think. 
So, Marcus, you started out very young as a drummer. In fact, uh, I, I guess it's true in your bio. It says something about being two years old. And then you started playing the furniture and your parents decided, well, we got to get this guy a drum kit. Yeah, it's something. It's crazy. I mean, I come from, I mean, I would say uh, sort of a musical family. I have a brother that, yeah, a musical family. I have a brother that played organ and a brother that sang. Yeah, a few of my brothers and my sister sang. I'm the youngest of nine children. And so I grew up playing in my dad's church. And I started at the age of two. And by the age of five, I was actually the church drummer. And my mom and dad are founders of a Pentecostal church in St. Louis, Missouri, and now my brother is the is the is the pastor. Uh, but what's funny is like Gene grew up, which was more you know uh, Baptist, where they get out of church in about an hour, fifteen, well, hour and a half, two hours, two hours. Yeah. Well, I grew up where <laughs> you know services was about about good, good three. I say good strong three. That's the first service though. Yeah, and then you got to come back to church in the evening. So yeah, we were at church all the time. I just put it like that. Wow. You know, so, but yeah, but that was really a great place where I was able to cultivate my sound and just, and just learn so much about music and just the spirit of it. And not just cultivate the sound, but understand the meaning of it's about your life being changed, but other lives as well that you can impact through love and just, you know, yeah, it it, it was a great, it was a great upbringing, truly a great upbringing. You know, it, it sounds like uh, in that development uh, and your character, you built a personality that uh, says you're a guy who likes a challenge and you don't mm -hmm. just take things for their face value. You want to learn some other things. Like you talked about with Cassandra Wilson, yeah. you know, it, it turned you on to different forms of either a rhythm or maybe uh, just an approach to the music. And then the yep. same thing as a mentor, not only uh, as a colleague, uh, but in working with uh, Kenny Garrett, uh, yes. you learned some other things. So there were pearls of wisdom along the way that uh, just kept further developing and developing you uh, in your talent uh, and to where you are now. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow, that's funny because I never really looked at it like that, but as I look at even just Gene and I coming together, and even when I think about the Baylor project, like, you know, you look at Cassandra Wilson, which she 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 did straight ahead, so many different forms and styles of the music, which is all connected. Kenny Garrett, the same way. The Yellow Jackets is the same way in terms of just all the different styles and influences. And man, it's something that's really a major part of who the who the Bella project is in terms of all the music that we listen to from gospel to jazz to R&B and all of it is just uh, a part of the culture of you know African-American culture and just jazz music and just music in general which is all an American art form and it's you know we feel really blessed just to be able to you know after all these years we got married in 2002 and it took us till what, 2014 to start the Bella Project. We never even thought about it until like all these years. And it's something being able to do all the music that we love. And at the same time, when you talk about a challenge, it's something because like we're, we're working on a new record right now called Generations. And from 
you know, some of the music was challenging to us in terms of, and we said, man, man, how, how's this sounding? And, you know, and I told, and I told Gene, I said, man, each record, I mean, I think we always have to challenge ourselves, not just from a, um, you know, rhythmic standpoint or harmony standpoint, but just music living. And, and our new album is a major part of that. And we've been blessed to pull in for our upcoming record, uh, Kenny Garrett, who's, who's a major mentor. He's, he's playing, he's playing a track on the record. Uh, and we've even been able to, and then also too, we, we're into bridging the gap uh, culturally in terms of generations. And that's the name of the new record. That's a plug for it, I guess. But just, <laughs> you know, we really big on that. Like when we started, the, I'll, I'll just say this, when we started the Bella project, we didn't just say, Hey man, we want to start a band and get together and and let's play some music but first of all as a husband and wife dynamic i i took a shower i took a long shower one day she she gets mad when i take these long showers because she think i'm going to come out the shower with these crazy ideas but this particular day it was like hey we should start a band called the bella project and she said what you know which features myself on drums and you singing she's like man that's she said man that's the dumbest idea like really that doesn't make any sense it's so long story short, we ended up, you know, I remember before we even did our first gig, I said, we, you, need, you need to beat Buster Williams, which is my mentor. He was my teacher in school. And Buster is a person that, you know, I told her the way Buster is a person that's real honest. And I saw him teach vocalists and I played a lot of those lessons. And so Buster is the person that's like, you know, I look at him as like just the ultimate mentor and just a person that's honest. If you got talent, he will tell you the truth. If it's not happening, he will also tell you the truth. And I said, the way jazz right. works is if somebody likes you, they would take you out on the road right away. And so when Gene met Buster, he asked her to sing and he went to and he picked up his bass. And I was like, wow. Two weeks later, Buster Williams gives Gene a call to uh do a weekend residency with him as a feature at Smoke Jazz Club. And what's funny is during that time, I called every jazz club. I couldn't get any callbacks, no response. <laughs> After Gene did that gig that weekend, the owner, which is a great guy, uh, Paul Stass, shout out to Smoke Jazz Club. He asked us, hey, man, would you guys like to do a, uh, would you like to do a gig, Gene? And, and that's when we decided, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to, to launch our band, The Bella Project. You know, I wasn't my feelings because I said, man, I've been in the jazz world. She's been in the jazz. I mean, she has did some gigs. I heard about her before I got married. You know, I knew about her in Jeanne, but someone told me, yeah, she can really sing jazz. But still, I was like, man, I spent my career, my life in blood, giving my life to like, the music. No, <laughs> no. But long story short, that led to us doing a residency. And that was this great starting part of the Bella Project. Well, you both do it really well, and you, you combine some of the elements of R&B with the jazz, uh, some of the your background uh, in terms of uh, some of the sacred music that may have been infused in both of your lives, uh, and you put it all in a box and shake it up, and out comes this beautiful thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> thank it's, you. Thank you so much. We We really so appreciate that. It's funny because actually we've been in this pandemic really working on our new record and that's actually like really the first interview to really probably to really talk about it because now we're in the mixing stages and like you know we really into bridging the gap 
culturally, but also uh, age demographically in terms of where music is now. But at the same time, we believe in dealing with just the history of it, of our history in terms of, you know, our family. And, and, and that's why the album is called Generation. So, but there is a track that uh, that's a special feature. One is Kenny Garrett, but this one is going to get you. It's a track with Jasmine Horn. And who who is like the uh, that's like our our we look at her as our our baby sister. Mm. <laughs> and then you have Jean, which is a generation, and then you have what we call her our auntie, um, Diane Reeves. Oh my! And the name of this track is called We Swing. So when you all get it, you know it's we're still finishing up everything. And so man, it's really uh, it's really such an honor just to have you know, to have those three, you know, have those, you know, guests on this song. It just, and just really, it just really tells our story and, and it's their story too. And so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this is it, exciting. It's, it's exciting. too bad you're not keeping very good company. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm going to get my wallet out and I'd like to buy an advanced copy of that one. <laughs> no, look, I'm we sent send you, we sent you one. <laughs> okay. We're going to send it to you. See, send that, you two. That'll be a, a great trade. I'll, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll play one on the radio station on my show there. Uh, yes. You got then, one for your car. Yes. And, and in the house. Uh, because yes. that's yes. that's all my wife and I listen to is just incredible music. Uh, and oh, wow. That's that very wonderful. Very blessed it's a beautiful, to it's just a beautiful have the background really that we is. do. So in getting on toward the nomination. Now, I know back in 2018, I believe that was the year that you had two nominations, one for Best Vocal Jazz Album. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, that was, was that, that's the one that was called The Journey, correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. and is that the one that had the song Tenderly on it? Yeah, that's the one. I will tell you, Gene, uh, hearing you sing Tenderly, it brought me back to my days when I was uh, doing a radio show in the 60s. And wow. Uh, I, yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> in fact, I already well, had my first history. vaccination shot. But uh, I played a, a Nancy Wilson tune on my show. And when I came out of the, uh, I back announced it saying that, you know, that woman, she absolutely melted the tubes in our radio. Uh, it was just wow. so hot and sultry and wonderful. Uh, oh. it, it, it was just, but that was reminiscent of, of that day, just listening to you wow. evoking uh, that mm. experience and then delivering the way you do with Tenderly is just a mm. thing of beauty. Oh my God! Thank wow. you so much. 
<laughs> that means the world to me. Man. I well, love Nancy Wilson. And, oh, gosh, if I could be just mentioned in the same <laughs> world, <laughs> that is, that, that's huge. That's huge. She's no. just phenomenal. And what, it's, we it's, were, what, what were we looking at? Um, it was something either on TV, on the internet, or something. Oh, that movie, the movie. Sophie's Love, and um, which is a is it, that a Disney? It was movie? a bit of a Amazon. time piece, um, fictional, but it was a time piece, I think, on Amazon Prime about and, a jazz musician. Yeah, Sylvie's Love, and um, but they were going to see Nancy Wilson, and she was, and it was young Nancy, and you're just like, oh my god, just in awe of her voice, her delivery, her interpretation of the lyrics or phrasing or beginnings endings is oh boy i'll go down a rabbit hole if i start talking about all my favorite <laughs> jazz vocalists yeah but and it's not just stroking you because you're the guest of the program today it's it's just a, a true descriptive of how it comes across even my wife is sitting there this morning and i was playing it and we we're having coffee and she goes oh my god who is that and I wow. said, that's Gene. Oh, my God. She said, that's <laughs> what you're talking you, about today, right? And you said, all yeah. heard the, the best of the best. So. And she yeah, knows. I mean, so, I'm ready to start yeah. asking you questions. You said the that. 60s? Yes. I got so many questions. Right? Let's start interviewing you. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and I still remember some of it. So I guess I was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. The title of your release, Sit On Down, and that's so kind of like down. inviting people to the table, so to speak. Uh, that's the one that brought you the Grammy nomination this year. This came uh, as the result of the pandemic? It, it did. <laughs> I, I'll just say this. It's like, it's totally, so we're working on that. So we're working on the album Generations, right? And so just like you just heard the buzzer go off. Hmm. cooking in the kitchen <laughs> i'm literally the only difference is between actually it's probably around the same time i'm sitting imagine right now i'm sitting on the couch and at the beginning of the pandemic i'm screaming at the television and as you hear that cooking light doesn't it just gene was off? in the kitchen you can go turn yeah you can turn it off gene was in the kitchen cooking and i'm screaming at the television like man like people need to sit on down because i'm seeing you know, people out and about, people going swimming. And this was like, well, it was April. No, it was still kind of cold. So people just out and about and not taking this whole thing serious. And out the clear blue, Gene comes out the kitchen and said, babe, let's go live on Facebook and Insta on, on Facebook. And I'm like, for what? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm asking all these questions. She says, just, just come sing with me. I'm like, what are you talking about? First of all, I'm not a singer, but she said, just come do something with me. And so I turned, so we turned on Facebook and I said, well, we might as well set up Instagram. She starts singing this crazy weird song and people started chiming in. And one person on Instagram said, a colleague of ours said, you need to make this, you should make this a challenge, like a challenge. What you mean? And so we end up making a challenge video to encourage people to sit on down and you could just make it your version. And there was a particular buddy by the name of Andre Pivek, who's from um, Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. He's the he's the organist with Gregory Porter. He sends in this amazing music underneath. And I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. And so Gene. Uh, so he said, hey, Gene, you know what? You should uh, write a bridge and, you know, and, you know, put a bridge to it and I'll finish, you know, we, I'll finish it up, whatever. And so Andre ended up in 
we end up completing the song and I was thinking, okay, we're just something we just put out there. And Gene said, no, you got to play drums on it. I wouldn't even try to play drums on it. And so the other thing was <laughs> no we end up calling a buddy of ours to play bass on it, who recorded at home quarantine, you know, at his house and another buddy to play guitar. And that's simply how this song sit on down got created and it went viral. Folk out here that don't want to sit down. Come on, tell it like this. So here's a little song to encourage you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Why don't you go ahead and sit on down. down? Take a break from the hustle and grind and simply shit out Take a nap, grab a book, watch some HBO Got your Netflix, pull it and the radio Say a prayer, do the world a favor And just sit on down Why don't you go ahead and sit on down Take a break from the hustle and grind And simply That's how the song, that's how it happened. And we end up shooting a video on our iPhones, a photo shoot on our iPhones. We would press the camera and rush before the timer stops. And that's how it happens. That's it. And I saw that and was reading that and going, you did that on your phones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's even a video of the two of you where, you know, you set the camera and the two of you, one jumps on the sofa and the other sits on the floor. <laughs> but it looks so cool. So, wow. <laughs> we're like again and we were doing that for an hour i'm like oh my gosh i'm starting to sweat i'm getting tired right. i'm out of shape <laughs> we've been eating all these carbs and everything fried right <laughs> since the pandemic started I'm like <laughs> so gene when you did the the uh the video for sit on down that's on youtube there are yeah. all these other people that now was that all done as a as a Zoom uh, and you no, just uh, ran was, your track actually, of music underneath and people were just lip syncing? Those were actually the challenges that were those were many of the challenges oh. that people took on social media. So the initial one was like me playing this kind of faster version of it, and um, when we first did it. And so other people did their own challenges, like people sang it and did their own harmonies to it. Or one guy, he was a bassist and he just played it on the upright bass. <laughs> and that was in the video. And he had some people that were like dancing to it. And so that, those were the social media challenges. And I put as many as I could put in she there. Video editor. Um, so I just did it in iMovie and there was this feature where you can kind of slow it down a little bit mm -hmm. or speed it up. So I tried to match what they were saying with the words and some I could do and some were a little off, but I did the best I could. <laughs> and we did consults for everything. So even for our little mock photo shoot, I did a consult with our professional photographer where you can see her work is obviously wonderful. And ours is like low res and, you know, she's like, 
on FaceTime, like, all right, put a light on the left and open up your blinds. And okay, that's the, <laughs> that's the best we could do, <laughs> you know? So, um, and I did my makeup and we just, it was something fun to do in the moment and it turned into a real song. So we did the best we could with a, our videographer was on Zoom and she's like, you could do this and you could do that. And, but there was a limit to what we right. could actually do. So, <laughs> and you'll see that on our real photos in the next album. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I will tell you, just just by uh, effort alone, you guys should get the Grammy. Uh, <laughs> well, even thank even you. though wow. you're in some great company in that category, even people like Ladisi is in there. But yeah, yeah. Ladisi, she's a, she's, she's, a, she's a good friend of ours. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but she's I'll amazing. bet she didn't film her own video and do all the stuff that you guys did. Well, you know, actually, I believe her husband is a um, photographer. Uh -huh. And so, I mean, you know, he does it. So he knows yeah, what he's doing. Look he's amazing. a professional, but they did do kind of like a in-studio yeah. um, video, so to speak. It's better than ours. Though. That's good. Yes. It's really good. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think your chances are? Ooh, you know, I well, think you just never know. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of all comes down to how many votes you get. And, you know, sometimes I think your popularity definitely works for you as an advantage. The more people know about you, the more. But at the same time, it can kind of. Yeah, flip flop. It could go any way. So and there's so many great artists. Know. Oh that's, my god, yeah, some great music in there. Like, oh, yeah, a song. Oh my gosh, that's just. Yeah, oh. and and Michael Kilgore, so many oh, yeah. amazing, and, <laughs> and so Chloe and Halle are that, amazing. So it's like you you know what's funny about that category? There's so grab. much jazz in that category. So I'll give you yeah. an example, uh -huh. Yelba, uh, who's in the category? So many like I think James Francis played on that song, Keon Hurl played on that wow. song. Mm -hmm. So if you look at let me see who is it? Michael Michael Kilgore. You know who the producer of that song is? It's Jameson Ross. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, he saw he saw it himself. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, right, exactly. So it's right, yeah, right, so right. many great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh the 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 backstory, if anything else, uh plus your creativity <laughs> with it. I mean, you took a great approach to it and it, and it's it's an infectious song. You can't help but like it. Uh, oh, and, wow. and thank you, it. thank it's, it's you. really cool. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yes. So, well, uh, I, I'd, I'd love to see your faces on uh, Grammy evening. Uh, when <laughs> yes. Whoever, uh, who knows, maybe Diane Reeves will be on the stage and the <laughs> Grammy goes to. <laughs> oh, good friends. Oh, that would be... <laughs> That's an honor. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw his, him running down the street when the, the nominations were announced, uh, but I said, if we win, I'm going to have to get like some kind of trampoline outside because we're probably going to jump off the roof. <laughs> Good for you. Jeez. What about staying in that, in that lane on the highway of music? Are you going to keep moving forward on R&B or are you going to come back to a little more jazz uh, or start to combine so that's a good question. So, let me, so that's amazing. So I can't wait till you hear this new record. It's like the the Baylor project is really there. Really is, I guess. I remember one time. So we took. I just real quick. So we took a. So when we took some of the label meetings, the 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 thing that was challenging for labels to understand at the time, 
they said, well, your music is all over the place. And I said, exactly. We're like a musical iPod. And so with that, we love everything. So you're going to hear everything on there. Like the song with Jazz Mia and Diane Reeves. And guess who's on piano? Sullivan Fortner. Oh, geez. So you already know what that song is going to be like. <laughs> you got Sullivan Fortner and you got Desron Douglas on bass. Mm, I'm going to let you me. tell me what what that song is doing. So you're yeah. talking about, so our record is like you hear, you're going to hear, like you, you mentioned, reason why, one of the reasons that my eyes lit up because Nancy Wilson and Cannonball is a major influence of our music. So you're going to hear influences of John Coltrane. But then at the same time, you may hear of influence that has like a Bonnie Raitt influence, mm -hmm. but then you might hear a 70s soul record. You're going to hear Ray Charles. So it's like this album is like all these things. So it's like a, it has the feeling of something that feels like a big band because we have, you know, our horn players are Freddie Hendricks on trumpet, Keith Lofters and mm -hmm. trombonist Mark Williams. So you got, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's I, I kind of describe it as like, like a almost a broader version, not broader, um, just an expansion from our first album. So all the same influences with maybe a few more, um, but it it all makes sense together. And um, you're gonna, but to answer your question, you definitely have straight ahead on the album. You have some songs that venture more into, I wouldn't necessarily say like R&B, like Sit On Down. Sit On Down is like a legit R&B song, but I would say kind of venturing into like old, 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 old school kind of classic R&B, but still in the jazz space. And so that's, that's right. like yeah. that Rachel's influence where you have like a groove song, but it's it's not it's it's not like a hundred percent like in another uh category or genre if that makes sense. So we have some songs with like string arrangements. Oh Jeff Jeff Keezer. Um, really? He did a couple of oh, arrangements uh, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? The, the thing about it is we'll I mean like we have music that fits all these modes, but at the end of the day, for us, the Bella Project, we're a jazz group. And the jazz is, we improvisation is not going to ever stop with what we do. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the that's yeah. our core. And then you'll see spaces where we kind of branch out a little bit over here, branch out a little bit over there. Because these all of these things are true and authentic um, pieces of our musical fabric in terms of how we experienced music growing up from childhood up until now. I will tell you that this has been just a wonderful experience to sit down and talk with the both of you. You guys are truly a dynamic duo. I, I wish the two of you all the best with not only the nominations, but the path uh, and the career ahead of you. It's It sounds like it's a delightful journey that the two of you are taking, and we get to come along with you for this brief oh, moment. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I mean, you're a major part of it. I mean, just just the support and being able to present our music to your fans and just, and not just that, just, man, under, just taking the journey with us. Like we so appreciate you. I mean, you were there, I mean, in the sixties and, you know, just the history and that's the foundation that we're standing on. And so just, man, we really appreciate it's, it's such a pleasure being able to chat with you and just, man, the amazing questions and just, yeah, he's been, he's, he's definitely 
He's at the top. <laughs> I'm committed. This oh, is yeah. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this is great. I'm, yes. I'm into this music and I'm into the people in the music because that's the biggest yeah. part. Thank you so much for joining us uh, here today. I appreciate the opportunity to converse with you both. Oh, yes. thank oh, such you. A pleasure. Thank yes. you. Well, such this a pleasure. is a lot of fun. <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with Grammy nominees, The Baylor Project. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. Please join us next week for a conversation with Grammy-nominated artists Gonzalo Rubalcaba and Aime Nuviola. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.